Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Lead Gen podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand. I'm Managing Director of Bright Vision and as well as host of this podcast. Today we have a special guest with us, Sandra Long, who's president of Post Road Consulting. And we're going to chat about the topic, accelerate your prospecting with, with LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And Sandra, very short, is an independent LinkedIn consultant, expert on social selling and Sales Navigator, of course, but also a speaker and author and helps companies and sales team to elevate their personal and company brand by using LinkedIn, for example. And it's really exciting to have you with us here today on this episode. So welcome, Sandra, to the podcast. Thank you, Jacob. I'm excited to have a talk with you about this topic. Yeah, and so am I. And uh, I know you have long experience from different kind of sales and marketing related companies. And uh, could you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you have been up to so far? <laughs> sure. Well, I have a back, my background for many years is, is B2B selling. And then I started my company, Post Road Consulting, in 2013. And 100% of our focus is on LinkedIn and helping organizations and sales teams to be more effective with their social selling and LinkedIn. And in 2016, I wrote the book called LinkedIn for Personal Branding. So I'm all in. I I love uh, everything about using LinkedIn to to build relationships and start sales conversations. So happy happy to be here and talk about this favorite topic. Yeah, and so are I. Um, LinkedIn have become a really centerpiece of mo- many uh, sales processes so on, of course, over the last few years. But I think we should maybe start to talk a little bit about why do you think it's so important as a professional to build a personal brand on LinkedIn? Well, it's absolutely essential. I mean, I think what you described about LinkedIn being important, it, LinkedIn's been important for many years. But now with the situation we're in, it's become essential. And having your profile and your brand established is really, I I consider that a key foundational piece for your success. So when you think about impacting, influencing, engaging, you know, connecting with people, all those things, there's various elements that are foundational. The one is your brand, and that should be not just where you went to school or where you work, it's really uh, much more personal than that because you want to bring out your unique value, the special approach that you have, and a little bit of personality. It's really become that important. And when I think about your brand, it's not even just your profile, it's, your, it's partly your network, it's your mindset, and the content has become so important. All of that works together. So when you think about, for example, someone referring you, you'll become top of mind, you'll become someone that is known for, for, for your expertise by an esta- having an established personal brand and being connected with your network. So it's really, it's really key as, as a starting point for everyone. Yeah, very interesting there. And uh, 
do you see an adoption of this today uh, that haven't been before or do you see any changes uh, how people do this yes i mean over the years uh, i would say even even five or six years ago the whole idea of personal branding was new or foreign to people and now i think most people you know most people now want to have that they they understand how important that is so i, th I definitely think that has evolved and I, it, what's really evolved in the last two years is the role of content content has just gone on you know it's on fire really yeah i can totally agree on that and the big question here is of course uh, especially in those days how can you generate actual sales from linkedin can you explain that a little bit about us <laughs> for, for sure. that? oh that's a great question jacob so when i think about generating sales you know being on linkedin let's compare that to another platform let's say amazon let's say you have a product that you sell for 25 dollars it's very likely you'd sign up for Amazon, have an account, you put your product up and people would come and buy it. So that's really the opposite of what we're talking about here. With LinkedIn, we're, we're typically working on higher ticket items. We're working with modern buyers. So the, the today's buyer is what's really driving us to become more effective online. The buyers are ahead of the sellers, meaning, if you think back to the 90s where people were cold calling and it was just a, a different experience, there wasn't all the internet uh, research going on. When you think about today's buyer, they're researching, if, even if they're getting a referral, they're checking someone out on LinkedIn, they're going to the website, they're doing all the research before they have a sales conversation. So that has completely changed. So the idea of selling on LinkedIn is really about creating conversations that lead to opportunities because we're really thinking about higher ticket things, um, services that you're providing. And, and when you think about it, that all that that we're talking about, the conversations and, and opening, it's really opening doors, not closing doors. So LinkedIn, think of it as opening those conversations that open doors to opportunity. So it's, it's, uh, it's relationship building at the it's very best and using digital. So one thing I like to say to people is you don't want to stay on digital. You don't want to have this great online conversation. You want to convert that to a phone call, a zoom call, right? A face-to-face -face meeting, all of those things. So LinkedIn is the great, the best way to do that for a B2B, uh, you know, from a B2B sales perspective. Does that resonate with you, Jacob? Yeah, it do. And uh, as a user of LinkedIn, I, I totally agree. And uh, the LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which is one of the topics we're going to talk about today. So could you define that tool a little bit for us? And what is that? And what can you do within LinkedIn Sales Navigator? Sure. So LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a premium service and you can buy it as an individual or you can buy it as a company with you know multiple licenses it's really a, a, a another power i mean i feel like the the link the free linkedin is your first tool and linkedin sales navigator is another power tool it is built to be a separate it's it's the same it's from the same platform but you actually go to a different place to access it on your linkedin account so you go into a whole nother uh, user interface to use sales navigator 
So let me tell you a few of the features of it, Jacob. So the mm -hmm. one of the first features that I'll mention is it's got a very powerful search. It goes well beyond the free search. Basically, you can search the entire LinkedIn network. So, and you can also, there's different filters. You can create lists, you can tag people, which used to be a free, uh, a free feature that they, they moved into Sales Navigator about a year and a half ago. One of the things I like is you can also, you're, you're basically targeting companies and individuals that you want to be, that are your prospects, right? You're creating your, your prospect list. And they don't have to be connected to you, but you can be following them and you get access to their content when they're changing jobs, all those kind of things. And getting alerts, which is fantastic to get, is sort of spoon feeding you this valuable information. So the idea is I can go on to Sales Navigator every day and check, all right, of the people that I'm uh, pursuing, what is the content that they're producing? And I can just get that all into a feed or I can get a list of, I can see everyone who's gotten a new position, something like that. And for companies, uh, one of my favorites uh, from an alert perspective is new senior hires. So I want to know if they've hired a new CFO or new uh, chief marketing officer. So that's great information to be given to me. And I can also set up preferences based on the kind of prospects that I'm looking for. And so there's a lot of really great features. And one other feature, which is common to every premium product is when you are able to see 90, the last 90 days of your profile views. So on the free version, Jacob, you get to see the last five people that have viewed your profile. But on all premium products across the board, you're able to see um, the last 90 days. So it's very powerful. And, you know, I highly recommend Sales Navigator. Yeah, very interesting. And as you know, there's um, an explosion today with sales and marketing technology, <laughs> almost overwhelming a sales department with technology for uh, every single step in the sales process. And um, what do you think, uh, you have all those tools to choose between, uh, why should they choose Sales Navigator as one of their key tools, do you think? Well, so LinkedIn, the capabilities of LinkedIn, you just are really unmatched. I mean, there's, there's no other place where you are connected to uh, this many professionals globally and that you can filter them and find them and search them and message and engage and, and the content piece. So, you know, the whole, the whole package is just unrivaled. I mean, I really look at it, even though they're, they're, they work together, I feel like it's it's two tools. It's linked the LinkedIn free version and the LinkedIn Sales Navigator. So, but they're very complementary. And if you believe like I do that being successful in your business, whatever that professional business is, is going to depend on having a strong brand and a strategic selling network and, you know, being able to attract that modern buyer who's on a different kind of journey, then if you believe that, then LinkedIn is really the only place you, you, you need to be. I'll totally agree. Uh, there are so many opportunities there. So interesting. And uh, if you can use Sys Navigator to become efficient and combine that with a strong personal brand and good content you're posting there, I suppose that can be quite uh, quite strong combination. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're absolutely right it, working together, like you said. So if you uh, identify your 
targets in Sales Navigator and you're starting engaging with their content, they're going to go back. If, if they're interested, they're going to go back and they see maybe some nice engagement. Ultimately, they'll be looking at your profile if there's any level of interest, right? And they'll be looking at your content, all of that. It does all work together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I talk to clients and uh, persons in the sales and marketing space for B2B, uh, there are some misconceptions around Sales Navigator. Some think it's very pricey, which, yeah, from, from some perspective it might be, <laughs> and, and so on. What are the most common misconceptions around Sales Navigator, as you feel, when you work with your, all your clients in this area? Sure. Well, I think there are. It's a good, good question, Jacob. I think there's definitely some misconceptions. I'd say the biggest one is to, to just buy the product and expect that your team will know how to use it. Um, and also really key is not building the foundations for success. So just having, you know, having this team and then having them have the tools without the foundations of having the, you know, building the brand presence, the profiles, uh, having them understand how content works, having them build. And this is kind of mind blowing for me, which occurred to me a few years ago is the strategic selling network. This is the biggest miss I see whether you're using free or sales navigator. I see every sales team I work with just because your team has been successful or has been online for X number of years, it doesn't mean that they're connected to their strategic selling, the strategic selling partners that they should be connected to. For example, you know, connecting with their, their clients, their past clients, their prospects. You know, it's, 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 it's always been shocking to me that they haven't taken that time because, you know, if, particularly if they're the kind of people that just respond to invitations and they're not proactive. And being proactive with that is really important. It is a foundational piece because it's going to drive your referral opportunity, right? And the referrals thing you do, you don't use Sales Navigator for that. That's all done through the through free version and being connected properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so I suppose there's quite a lot to work uh, for some companies in that area as well. But uh, if we go to the other part of that, what and how should companies use LinkedIn Sales Navigator? And, and what is your best tips around how to get leverage from that? If they, for example, have invested in that and have all their people potentially educated on it as well. But um, so how should they go about? So the first thing is obviously having those foundations are really important. Having the, the user training, et cetera. And leadership is important. So it's good to have someone in the company who is leading the social selling effort. And if it's a lot of users, if you've got hundreds or thousands of users, then it's probably going to be someone who's full time. It just depends on the on the size of your organization, but you do want someone in a leadership capacity that's leading social selling. Some companies will hire people to do that to help them or to assist them, but someone needs to have control of the ship, you know. And the other thing I would say is it's important to have sales and marketing alignment to be successful, because if you are operating this. Um, independently without really partnering with your marketing team, it's, it's not going to be as successful. You want to bring marketing and sales together so that the content is right on par for that preferred buyer that you have, that targeted buyer. 
because you want that content that's going to be attracting to that buyer. And also your marketing team, usually we, you know, like when we work with companies, we work with the marketing team also to, as we're working on profiles and, and tying the profiles with the company page, getting the whole messaging together, your marketing team is really important to help uh, sales be successful. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Great tips there. And uh, I, I hear that we <laughs> could implement a few of those ourselves here. <laughs> well, I mean, don't you find that, Jacob, from, for most initiatives like this, that sales and marketing together is, is always going to be more, more powerful? Yeah, exactly. A, a more technical question there. I know a lot, a lot of people is wondering about, and that is in-mails. How should you use in-mails today? <laughs> As a safe I'm, actually, I'm glad you brought up emails because that's one of the features that I forgot to mention, but it is a feature of a sales navigator. So I'm thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> uh, so, you know, emails are, there's sort of an art to emails and with sales navigator and with other premium products, you get a certain number of emails. So I think there's two trains of thought. Uh, some people will use in mails and you know try to you you know it's important to have effective messaging that's personal that it's not just you know hitting somebody up to try to immediately be selling to them or offering them a meeting and you know immediately um, so writing an effective message is really uh, the key to that but on there's another train of thought which I tend to lean toward which is that connecting with these people. So first of all, engaging with content, let's say you have this great prospect and you are following them on your sales navigator and you see that they're active. So the first thing I would do is to warm them up is to engage with their content, maybe like it, maybe make an insightful comment or ask a question. And I'm not saying do it, you know, where you're overwhelming them, but if you do that, a few times, you're, they're going to start to know who you are. And chances are they might look at your profile, right? And you're just doing this in a very friendly way. So starting with the engagement on content, and then when it makes sense, send them a personalized message to connect. And then that way you're able to, once you're connected with them, you can send as many messages as you want. And it also there's been statistics that once you're connected with someone, they're much more likely to actually take a phone call with you or take a meeting with you. So it's sort of a, another bridge you want to cross with people. So I prefer that method of content than you know, engaging with content, then inviting them to connect, and then messaging them using that free messaging. But there are people who prefer to use the in-mail, the, the paid in-mail, um, but I, I just feel like if you're sending an email and you haven't engaged with someone, it's, it's just a lot harder road, in my opinion, to go about that way. Yeah, I agree from uh, both experience myself and with clients. So yeah, it very, I think that was a great cadence you laid out for us there, how to uh, optimize your chances to actually get an interaction there. Well, it's been fun. I mean, Jacob, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, engaging with content with people and then within a very short order we're on a zoom call or we're having a meeting and it's 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 wonderful it can happen just by again not being overly sales oriented right off the bat but trying to build a relationship get to know the person if you're if you have natural interest in them and they have natural interest in you it will lead to those kind of conversations what we're trying to get to yeah definitely um one topic that is uh, huge today is using account-based marketing tactics in order to to get a foothold into big accounts and so on 
what do you think is the smartest way to go about using LinkedIn Navigator? Because sometimes it's maybe too easy to contact all over the organization <laughs> at once. Or do you have any examples of a successful ABM campaign where uh, a team used Sys Navigator to, to find the right persons or unlock that account? Well, it's so it's a great it's a great point you're making that it's so important that we if we're pursuing these enterprise type accounts, I mean, we know that the average B2B decision, like a, a complex decision, is going to require over six decision makers typically, right? So it's such a, a problem when we have sellers, they've got something on the listed on their pipeline as an opportunity, and they only know one person or two people in the organization. So being able to socially surround that buying committee and any, not only the buying committee, but also the influencers around that and, and really looking, understanding their content, getting, getting warmed up with them through content and then connecting with them will put you in a much better position as they're sitting around that conference room and talking about the vendors that they could be considering. Yeah. That's great. So many good tips around uh, using Sales Navigator. To summarize that, I would pretty safely say that it's a good investment for most B2B patients to use that tool. So yeah, thanks for laying out that for us. Uh, as a closing question there from a LinkedIn expert as you, do you see any trends coming around on the LinkedIn platform as well as Sales Navigator for, for uh, the coming year? Sure. Well, there's so the, the trends is fast and furious, Jacob. I mean, you probably all, and I'm sure your audience has experienced this, that it's almost every day. And, and that's why with my business, it's, you know, we're hundred percent focused on LinkedIn because we're just trying to keep up with it ourselves. So I can imagine uh, for everyone how it's just so amazing the developments we're seeing. And I would say that the big trends are, you know, obviously usage is, is continuing to, to, to grow at a rapid pace and engagement is amazing. And we've seen a huge spike in engagement over the last two years when they changed the user interface and with all the content and with the video, like that has ama had amazing engagement uh, increases, but that's even before co this COVID situation. Now it's skyrocketing. So that's, that trend is just amazing. Um, I would say as far as uh, features and functions, we're going to continue to see more content features. You know, LinkedIn is definitely bringing out all kinds of great content capabilities. So one thing that's they're starting to roll out is LinkedIn polls. And so they used to have this feature six years ago, and I'm really excited to get this. I don't have it yet. So polls is something you can look forward to. And they're also, they're actually testing LinkedIn stories and they're testing it in Brazil right now. So this is a feature similar to Instagram or Facebook. And so some people are, well, kind of leery, well, will this work on LinkedIn? So we'll have to see, but obviously we're getting a lot of millennial users that are on LinkedIn. So it's, that will be interesting. I think the polls will be a huge hit, but it's just a nonstop feature, you know, feature upgrade with them. As far as sales navigator is concerned, every single quarter, they do a big announcement of all the new feature updates for Sales Navigator, which I love that they do it that way because it's so much to take in. And so with Sales Navigator, you're seeing much more capabilities for the larger enterprises, more integration, you know, more CRM capability, you know, tying in with CRM, all kinds of things. Um, but also even for the 
the, main, the, the individual user. So recently we've seen like LinkedIn, the, the coaching, there's different features that it keeps changing. Everything, it's like constant motion, J Jacob, honestly. Well, Sandra, yeah, thanks for keeping up and uh, telling us what's, what's going on there. One thing for sure is that LinkedIn will stay important for all uh, salespersons and marketing departments for the foreseeable future. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably see a lot of those uh, things you mentioned there coming alive in our regions as well uh, in the coming years. So yeah, thanks for, for sharing this with us today, Sandra. I know a lot of people are very interested in this and I know you have more content uh, to share and maybe people want to connect with you. I would love for people to connect with me and send me a personal note. So I know that you came from Jacob's show. So on um, LinkedIn, it's Sandra Long. Uh, when you get to my page, you will, you can either click follow if you just want to get content um, or you can click on the more or the three dots to go to con connect and send me an, a personal note, but I'd be honored to be connected with folks and that'd be great. Yeah. Thanks, Sandra. So, Great to have you with us here today. Everybody listening in, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope we hear from you soon. And uh, thank you for this episode. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.